Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name's Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Susan. And I'm Susan B. Anthony. Oh, <laughs> Way to ruin a joke. Typical or, stick shifters. I, you know? <laughs> I'm shocked and appalled at your behavior, all of you. Um, Jason, if you could live in one country that you've never been for one year, what would it be? Australia. Good answer. Australia. Australia. I think I'd do New Zealand. Oh, you're. Oh, you might have just outranked me. Yeah. You yeah, might have just was, copied can him. I, can I change my answer? Yeah, you can. <laughs> you want more more mountains, more twisties? Yeah. More lush and more lush. Less, less like kill you. less that police too, right? Less police, true. and they have a New Zealand stage rally. That's true. Yes. Good roads, no Bathurst, but everything I stay. hear about Australia is if you look at the gas pedal the wrong way, they shoot you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like all the worst of America with the worst of Europe or something like that. Yeah, speed mm-hmm. cameras plus it, guns. Yep, a lot of speed, yeah. speed cameras. I got a speeding ticket in Melbourne. I think I was going six kilometers over. Oh, fuck oh. that! Six kilometers 3. over. Point six miles an hour over. Yep, in the tunnel. Look at that math. What? Fun right. times, right? Yeah. My He's a euro. <laughs> knows no bound. I just uh, had to pay a toll on a road that I didn't have a choice to not take. Oh, yeah. 70 in L.A., Orange County. And it's just like, this is a toll road. You have a Congra- choice. Congratulations. You can stay home. You're on it. <laughs> yeah. Was it faster, $4. though? $4.32. I had to pay my credit card after the fact. Have Was it faster? I have, but I don't remember... Every time you go over a bridge, twenty five bucks, twenty bucks, twenty dollars, twenty five dollars. I think the Verrazano is like twenty now, twenty five bucks. George Washington Bridge is twenty five. It's insane. Wow, damn! So all you West Coasters, what's all the Golden Gate Bridge? Eight bucks or something? Seven, eight, somewhere yeah. Around. It depends on time. And that's uh, the yeah, highest, six bucks is the lowest it goes. I think that's the highest one in yeah. the Bay Area, right? Most that's, expensive. I mean, you go from one side of Pennsylvania to the other on the PA Turnpike. It, when I lived there years ago, now it's ten years ago. It was like seventeen bucks. It's now sixty dollars. Damn. And it's it's not that. It's a big state, but it's not that big. You're talking four and a half it's hours big. for sixty bucks. Yeah. Uh, Are the roads nice? Does it show? Yeah, and actually, they, it was fifty five for the longest time, and now I think it's like actually seventy. So you can move. George Washington Bridge is fifteen bucks. Damn. Ouch. So someone commutes over that on a daily basis. Yep. Does that twice then? Is it toll? No, it's One Direction. Oh, One Direction. Yeah. Um, Art's favorite band. One Direction? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. True. That is true. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, Verrazano is... What? What? Uh, the tolls range from $34. <laughs> There's been an earthquake. <laughs> there hasn't been an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> the things... <laughs> oh, my. you listening on the podcast, we uh, camera... Commit suicide off. Wait, I'm gonna. I'm watching it live. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, oh it hasn't happened. Yet. There's no. that much. Oh, it just happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. How about we do floppy dildo cam on the table? Sure. I don't know why it's floppy dildo cam, but okay. That, just, I, I, that works. Turn my mouth shut. <laughs> I can't my mouth. I know, art's crazy. crazy. I'm looking at the view right now. It's <laughs> horrible. 
great. This is an unmitigated disaster. So, do you, do people know what just happened? So the camera or this the it, the phone just fell off. A we had it hanging on a picture on the wall and it fell off. And now Art's frantically getting it fixed, and because um, we're live Instagramming right now, just so. All right, why don't we just hit stop and yeah. then delete and record? And no, because you don't. Jason Camisa, I'm the special guest on today. No, you're oh, Susan. You never even introduced even yourself correctly. Yourself. All right, Susan, is is Jason visible? Not really. You have mics everywhere. Whatever. Um. Okay. All right. So, so Jason Camisa's here. Jason Hello. Camisa. When was the last time you were on the podcast? Oh, I know when it was. Years. Oh no, Monterey. Yep. No, no, no. Scottsdale. No, no Monterey. Monterey. It was, yeah. Yeah. That, wasn't, that wasn't a scheduled appearance. But you kind of ran up. Yeah. I know, but you were still there. So and I apologize for my behavior that day. Yeah, that was really embarrassing. Everyone couldn't believe you took your pants off at the end of the show. I did. But, uh, you know, typical Monterey. I mean, yeah. It's just par for the course out there, right? Yeah. That's just what you do. It was, it was previewing that Stratos video that I did, Pantsless. Oh. See how that works? Oh, yeah. It all, all, it like all ties together. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and then your brand now is you just trash Corvettes, and you oh, yeah, yeah. do burnouts. <laughs> do yeah. Oh, what else did you do? Burnouts on Veloster N. That was an no, epic. and a wide body Charger, and wide body Charger, and the E Golf versus the Raptor pull off that I did. Oh yeah, all right. Oh, I missed that. That did not get as as much attention as I thought it was. Huh. It's a E Golf dragging a Raptor with yeah, the Raptor yeah. spinning its rear wheels, trying everything to. To That's fight good. the That's pretty awesome. Feeling. It was, I thought it was pretty cool. And you came sliding in the Fiat the other day yeah. into a garage. Oh, that was a good one. God, that was pretty I, cool. Right. You make me sound like I'm a man. <laughs> You're like a yeah. hero, man. Do you actually right. use hey, the cars as intended, or is it just to f- break them? The owners of all of these cars approved of this behavior. I don't know. I didn't hear from Ford. So Ford might have not actually approved of the Raptor. Yeah, yeah. I doubt they would. Well, it was fucking cool, was it not? For Ford? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whose side are you on? <laughs> It's eyeballs. It was, that was a really weird thing because I just had a, like, I was backing the Raptor up my street and pickup trucks in reverse up a hill, like they don't move. And I'm just like barely moving and just like, I'm like, here's this fucking brawniest, most awesome truck there is. And it can barely back up a 9% grade. What the fuck? And I just mentioned to, to, I was at a bar, of course, but I don't drink. So I get to go to the bar and come up with stupid ideas and then go and execute them. And I was with a bunch of friends who are test and validation engineers for a car company. And I told them, I'm like, I have this theory that actually the e-golf going downhill would be able to pull the Raptor going uphill. And they're like, let's go. And they hadn't even started drinking yet. And I'm like, uh, all right. And they're like, no, 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 let's go now. Like, let's do this now. And I never thought they would were being serious. I thought they'd be like all engineering and be like, using calculus. Yeah, yeah. But no, they're like, let's go right now. So we hopped in the car. We hopped in the Raptor, drove to my house and we did the pull off. But because they're like, say they're tech engineers and actual real scientists. We let, like lined the whole back of the e-golf with moving blankets to absorb the impact if the like if the the trailer uh, the, the the tow rope would have snapped like if the hook came oh yeah like, yeah and would have killed us so we had a helmet on and we, got, <laughs> oh. we just we went like full safety uh-huh. safety first on that one well done all right I like I I thought you were just gonna say you put blankets there in case they crash into each other and was, no hey, they yeah, were yeah. going in opposite directions so in theory, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you yeah in theory none of what was the tow rope it was just a, <laughs> it was a shitty nylon tow rope. Yeah. there's not all that much force in it because you know again the the Raptor can barely move up a hill yeah and the e golf is not exactly a four wheel drive like STI do doing the clutch stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I did it twice down the hill for fun. And then I went around the corner. My neighbors must love me. Went around the corner and did it on level ground just because out of fairness, it needed to be done. And of course, the Raptor just dragged the Eagle. Yeah. Like it was nothing. 
and it should be stated the the Raptor was in rear wheel drive mode, right? I mean, this is yeah. just pulled the, the look at this. Your Ford hates right you. Last time you ever get a Ford, I said all of that stuff in the thing. Yeah, it was like way down at the bottom. You know what's great about this though is that nobody reads, so that you still get that message. Let me me explain something. I am I I am shocked and honored that people read the shit that I put on Instagram because my Insta reviews, like you get twenty two hundred characters, I think it is, yeah, and they are like two thousand one hundred ninety six every time. It takes a while to edit it down and make sure it fits in there, and the the intelligent discourse. And the conversations and the questions are genuinely touching and amazing. Like people really read this shit. It's really nice. That's it's really great. Nice that people are actually that's very rare. And you know that. That's why it's a big deal. <laughs> because it's. I mean, you can you can. It's it's so gnarly. I mean, obviously the whole YouTube world is a completely different realm. But like with Instagram stuff, like something as simple as like tonight at this time, come here or do this, and everyone's like, oh, where do I go? When? What? What am I doing? But um, I yep. do appreciate your little reviews. Thank you. You get a lot in a little space, right? So you get like everything you want to know. With like a lot of opinion mm-hmm. and facts in this like small little thing, and and if I go pick up a magazine, it's like the first like page is like them telling a story about how when they were a little boy they saw through the trees all this bullshit, and I'm like, oh, what am I fucking reading here? You know, oh, I'm here. like I just want to read about this car, and then I think it's amazing that I have forty something like forty eight thousand, forty something thousand Instagram followers, which is awesome. But the amount of people who see those Instagram reviews are always far in excess of that. Uh Um, People are sharing them and I can, you know, I can see how it's sharing and actually the exposure that I get from that, they're huge. They actually average more eyeballs on the little Insta reviews than some of the car magazines, major like main stories, like full, full reviews. So if I wrote a review of like Corvette's obviously going to be an exception, but a normal car uh, and put it on, you know, any of the traditional car magazines websites, I doubt it would do as well in terms of audience size as Instagram. That's awesome. Awesome. Cause now that I don't actually have a real job, I mean, I do, but I don't, um, it's, it's, it's good to make sure that I'm so relevant. I have, by the way, a column every month in Road and Track that no one seems to know today. I've seen a little yeah, like, black and white all time. picture it's, it's, of you. Sitting right behind us. Read yeah. the worst drawing ever of me, let's be <laughs> honest. Um, but it's all it's all techie stuff. It's me. It's me just being like, this is why drive-by-wire is awesome. Yeah, and blaming uh, the steering, uh, the oh, yeah, electro- electronically assisted steering of the Mustang for your uh, mishap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It, uh, men far better than I have have blamed machinery for their. Crime. Oh, you know what? I mean, so have you read um, the Stig's bio? I forget what it's called. Um, so the Stig wrote ben a book. Collins. Ben Collins. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. I'm spacing right now. But great book, by the way. Read it. Uh, and he talks about the, his only incident and Top Gear uh, during one of the lightning laps or whatever they call it. And it was in a Koenigsegg um, before it had aero. It was like all this other stuff. And so he basically found two major flaws with the car while he was doing that. And so one was that the steering, the way that it was boosted would actually uh, stop boosted stop boosting if you change direction at a certain speed when the car is yawed out at a very specific, you know, it's like a very specific, like kind of scenario. Right. And uh, he discovered that this was an issue. And so unfortunately when the tail came out on him, like he, he could not steer into it fast enough. And he just basically un- like s- drove straight off into the tire wall. And the other thing was that the rear was extremely like uh, loose and they had no arrow at all in the back. Like the diffuser was really basic. And so they ended up adding a wing. They ended up doing a lot more diffuser work on the car and they fixed the steering uh, because it would lose pressure at a certain speed I, I don't remember the details but um it was a, a, a basically a flaw and they discovered it on top gear and then 
they fixed it because of him. I'm not going to put myself in the same league as, as Ben Collins. Absolutely <laughs> not. However, I mean, that, that I, I did not admit that I crashed. So for those of you guys who, who didn't know, I admitted in my column two months ago in Run Track that I crashed the Shelby GT350 during filming um, of the ignition episode that we did on it. Um, and <laughs> I wound up running to the, the AutoZone and getting a buffer and buffing out all the tire marks, like the skid marks on the side of the car and pounding out all the, <laughs> the dents. So we finished the episode. If you look closely, you could, you can see it. Um, but what happened was I got the car sideways, not while actually filming, I was getting Windex. Um, and I was coming back over to another side of the, the track and I got the car sideways by mistake and I just turned it into drift and I was like, whatever. Um, and then the next corner, it did it again. And I was like, Hmm, that's kind of weird. I don't, I must've roasted the rear tires again, my fault because I got the car sideways, but I was at full lock to the left. Um, and then I just, I do one of my little tricks was to drag a little bit of brake to slow the rotation of the car down. And so you don't get that snap back the other way, grabbed a little bit of brakes and the car started, the back started to come back around to the right and exploded sideways, like exploded to the right. And I couldn't turn the wheel. Like wheel did not turn. So all of a sudden I'm both feet in and we're going backwards. Anthony, the director was in the car with me, um, just backwards and we hit a tire wall. Um, it could have been really bad because behind the tire wall was a concrete wall mm. and we missed it by like a foot. So damage the right rear quarter of the car, whatever. I mean, I felt terrible about it, but I never wanted to be that guy that was like, this car sucks and whatever until the next day when I did it again on the car went, it was a chase scene where Randy was in, Randy Post was in a Dodge charger cop car and which was supposed to be a rear wheel drive and they delivered an all wheel drive one. So it was supposed to be synchronized drifting between the two cars. That didn't work. So Randy is like, look, I'm going to be right on your ass. Don't loop it. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm not going to loop this car. Like, no big deal. And I looped it big, went right off, ripped two tires off the wheels. Like the whole, it was a oh, big, bad damn. scene. Wow. Like I could have rolled it. And he was, he lost all respect for me. And this is like the beginning of my relationship with Randy. And he was like, you know, he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And while this is going on, we hear on the other side of the track, one of the testing guys from Motor Trend, we just hear, same thing. What was that? He spun it back. This was an R with the carbon fiber wheels, spun that one off. And I'm like, Randy, like, I don't know what the hell happened, but I just couldn't turn. He's like, I know what happened. You did a tank slapper. And he was just so done with me. And I kind of don't blame him. He didn't know. Yeah. Um, but fast forward two years later, we did, and Johnny and I did a head to head with that and a Camaro ZL1 1LE or just a regular ZL1. Um, and I said from the outset, by the way, no stability off, no drifting. We're not drifting this car because this is definitely a problem. Um, and Anthony, the director did not listen to me and was like, Oh, Randy can drift it. And I, let me say one thing about Randy Popes. I've worked with a lot of people. I've been with a lot of racing car drivers. Nobody drives like Randy does. He does not fuck up. He does not spin cars. He does not crash. He does not lose shit. And he spun the car 16 times in filming. Wow. I'm um, just trying to get, just trying to get like a drift shot. So what's the verdict? Yeah. The verdict is the electric motor that's there to assist the, it's electric assisted power steering. It uses a little motor is tiny and it's the same motor that's on the four cylinder base car with all season tires as it is in the big heavy V8 with our compound huge width tires. And I just don't think it's up to, there's something in the geometry that when you're up full lock and the car goes to turn the other way, there's a huge amount of force there. You just can't turn the wheel. But the benefit, and the reason I wrote this column is there's a benefit to having that little motor. And the motor acts like a dampener on the steering when you have electric power steering. And Ford's 
on center feel around like around town and on the highway is better than almost every other cars. So I use them as the model of this is what, you know, you get to feel these textures. This is what BMWs should drive like. Well, then I talked to the BMW engineers and they're like, yeah, that's why you crashed that Mustang. Ha ha, V did the same thing. Because it has a small little motor. Because it's got a tiny little motor. Yeah. And so there, BMW, for example, has this test where they overload the front axle of the car. And they put it on the stickiest tires available on the stickiest pavement that they, they have that they can find. And everyone, and they just grab people out of the office and whatever. It has to be able to turn the wheel at a certain speed, like stopped, like just all the way to the left, all the way to the right. Um, and that's just one of their tests. And that requires that they have these huge assist motors. And that's why BMW steering is shit. Mm. One of the reasons. Yeah. Um, so that was the column was a way for me to say, guys, um, you know, I did actually crash the car. Um, and here, I do think there is a problem with the Mustang, but that's the, who is ever going to do a full opposite lock drift? I mean, we're doing it for camera. You should never really be doing this on your own anyway. And it's a very rare sort of fringe case There's that there's a big drawback. But the rest of the time, the steering is like unbelievable on the car. Right. And BMW has ruined their car steering for all day, every day, just so that you never wind up in this awesome So how situation. does Porsche do it? Porsche does. Porsche is kind of somewhere in the middle. Porsche steering's okay, not as good as Ford in terms of like on center feel. Uh-huh. Um, but the GT cars are good. GT3 is really good, mm-hmm. um, and I've not had any problems with them. But there's also not a lot of weight on the front. If you think about it, 911s really rear heavy, True. obviously, um, and they do generate big G loads, but not not they're not the same forces without an engine. Yeah, um, sweet. Anyway, so that's. Sorry for sending you on that crash. on that on that story. Press cars, I think I've driven. I, that's the only one I crashed. So did you like run to Randy and you're like, Randy, Randy, I told you. No, no, he, I, we we went into the what in the second filming. No, I mean, yeah, when he looped yeah, it he sixteen times. He's like, no, it, I, truth be told, that the first time he came over and he's like, I, he noticed it just in normal driving that yeah. he occasionally run out of boost, but it didn't do anything because he never had to make a huge correction. Uh-huh. Um, but he did. He just kept spinning it and spinning it and spinning. It. He was laughing, but yeah. because he's Randy, he never left the freaking track. He never hit anything. I mean, he's just fucking. He's amazing. Yeah, dude's unbelievable. Mm. Anyway, um, oh well. No, it's not much of a crash, by the way. I think you're still you still get one like get out of jail free crash. A big one. Yeah. I don't want to do and it's not a very special car either. Richard Hammond style. Well, a GT350. Yeah, it's not like you crash some. Yeah. I mean, or yeah, or, or you hear about people oh, with those Gunther Works car was crashed by someone, yeah. you know, or even like the new. Oh, like a one-off. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what was going through my so head. So many eyes on you. Yeah, or yeah. like the yeah the C8 where there's only like a few of them out there. Yeah. And so I did Road and Track's best uh, uh, performance car of the year a couple weeks ago with those guys, and the first thing we did was take it out on track and. Well, all that kept going through my head is, Jason, you have everything to lose and absolutely nothing to gain. Like, if I wreck this car, there's one of them here. It's a prototype. GM's here. I will be fired from road and track. I will never work again as long as I live. I mean, I'll be the guy who wrecked the C8 prototype. Um, so <laughs> there was like not worth driving it. No, <laughs> it's like, no, it's, it's terrible. I mean, but then, then you, you're this conflict, right? I know. I you, have to slide have the to. car around. Of course. I have to beat it up. I have to do yeah. mm-hmm. like actually figure out what this car is going to do. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, it, I, they did choose a really good venue for that though. I mean, like Thunder Hill has runoff. It's like, you know, it's not, you have on the backside, I haven't driven yet, but no, there are walls you. back there. Thunder but, Hill um, West is nothing like Thunder Hill. I oh, haven't really? driven Thunder Hill West at all. Mile, the old one, the East course yeah. Yeah. is amazing. It's the best track in California. As far as I'm concerned, it's really safe, fun, 
every car is fun there. Yeah. There's never like too much power, not enough. It's all great. The east side is like west side. half of oh, the west side is like half super the, tight, right? Right. It's super tight. It's half the width. It's basically two sequential three turn high speed chicanes um, that look the same and basically are the same. And every every curb has like a big drop off before, during and after yeah. it. So if you put two wheels off on the mm. car, Flip. I did. I, I, I put uh, two wheels off on the Lexus. We had an RCF track edition and coming back on slowly. I mean, it was just kind of like a, it just threw sideways. I aborted no big deal. And then I went off past the edge of the curb just to be smoother on the car and rip the sidewall on the inside of the oh. tire because oh. the drop was so much bigger than it. Oh yeah. It drops everywhere on that. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. Yeah. So is, that's annoying. that side of the track's not fun. It's fun to race on. It's fun like in a lemons race. Yeah. But you cannot drop wheels. It's kind of like an autocross course or something. You can't. You just got to be, as long as you stay on pavement, no matter what, it's okay. And it's such a technical track that like, I'm not particularly fast, um, in the, in certainly not in the world of real racers, but I was on that track enough filming. And then with Randy that I know a lot of tricks and there were like corners that I could pass three cars on, on the outside of, cause they were, no one could figure out the right line. And I didn't figure it out. I'm just stealing Randy's line. <laughs> so, um, that's cool. So yeah, it's fun to race at. Um, but sweet. But yeah. Not fun to, to do a Corvette uh, C8 test at yeah, yeah. With all the nerves. So how is the Corvette C8? Yeah. Well, we, uh, do you want to get into the questions? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we do have, we are on Instagram live right now. I'm not, but I can get back to it. And I think this is a good time to kind of transition into some of the C8 questions because I'm sure they're going to be in there. So, so why you look, the C8 is a very good car. It is not great, as I said, which has caused all of the, the Corvette, all the guys who have like deposits on the car to really be, well, they think they hate me. They want me dead. Basically, they're like, some guy has had this conspiracy theory that I'm like trying to claw my way back in the industry somehow. Hmm. And by writing sensationalist headlines and getting attention, that's how long I'm going to get a job. I'm like, dude, I fucking work for a run track. What are you talking about? Um, yeah. But um, the reality is it's a, it's a good mid-engine car. It's just not the revelation that the C7 was, which is kind of fucked up if you think about it. Like C7 was just an evolution of the Corvette. Yeah, C7. front, rear. Mm-hmm. The- and that thing out of the box was an amazing handler, and it just shit on everything that was twice the price. And then the, the bar has moved from forward from everyone else, from Porsche. And Porsche is the bar as far as I'm concerned. The bar's moved, but the Corvette didn't move quite as far as the bar did so it's kind of lost a little bit of ground but i think it will gain that back i was going to say the next facelift or whatever the next version will be or even next year right Right. the next whatever like next year they have they they're they're starting from zero with a mid-engine car yeah and i think they did well but there's there's the gm's handling magic that they put on cars it's just absent from that i talked to some of the engineers i've talked to some people internal at gm there is they're aware of it they know and they're working on it um with in a bunch of different ways. I don't want to get anyone fired, but um, they're, they're working on it in a number of different ways, but really the benefits of C8, like we haven't seen them yet. Yeah. We saw one is that zero to 60 drop from three, seven to two, eight without really any additional power. Um, That's a huge benefit. And that comes from short gears. Um, and you can put short gears in it because it's got all that traction in yeah. the back from, so there's, there's the benefit, but the handling, it doesn't, the C8 doesn't match C7's grip or braking performance yet. The real benefit for C8 though is not having an engine in the front means you can put electric motors. Mm. That's where we're going to see like when, when the Z06 or Z01 or whatever they're going to call it comes out with electric motors and torque vectoring on the front axle. 
along with like Ferrari's SF90 is going to do the same thing. Yeah. Those cars, I guarantee you, are going to deliver the handling promise that NSX didn't. And that makes sense. I mean, especially, uh, you know, if there are limitations now with a lack of weight in the front axle, now you're adding that, you're adding more grip, you're, you're, you're dealing with some understeering issues now that everyone's talking about. So like, I can see that being mitigated and ultimately fixed with torque vectoring and, and, and the weight. So, um, I'm just, I, I'm really curious, like just from a driving experience, like I feel like, like for example, C7s, like okay steering feel. Like, I mean, they're fine. Uh, personally, I, I don't think it's like the best thing in the world. Um, phenomenal. Compared to other electric power systems, steering? Uh, well, I mean, we're talking Porsche, right? Like, like, uh, BMW worse. Uh, this is okay. C7. Uh, C7. Okay. Uh, and, uh, any 911 significantly better. Any Cayman significantly better. Um, Ford GT350, Ford 50, like, I mean, it's, except for 991.1, which was a Buick. A Buick. 991.1 had, you could run over a C7 and not feel it to the steering wheel. I've only driven a 991 GT3 and, uh, yeah, yeah, very different. But, uh, but I, I just wanted to know just from a, from like a feedback experience, like, I mean, uh, there, the cars uh, for me, for my experience, like a C7, notoriously been very not detached, but there's just a weird feeling of you, they have movement, they have play in the chassis compared to the suspension that makes it unsettling to me, and it's not very confidence inspiring. Um, I don't know, like I need to learn the cars more or whatever, but is does the C8 feel more like a like a normal car that doesn't have a transverse leaf string suspension that actually is connected, is giving you feedback through the chassis and is not floating around from side to side over bumps. Occur. So a lot to unpack it. No, no, no. <laughs> so I will agree with you that C7 required a little bit of translation. There's like a translation between what the car is doing and what you feel that you have to learn. You have to learn how to speak the car's language. Mm -hmm. Some cars are like that. Some cars are like Porsches are always immediately intuitive. That's what they do best. Yep. That doesn't exist in C8. C8, you get in and you speak the car's language immediately. Mm. The flip side of that is the steering on C7 was a lot more talkative than C8. Hmm. So if you think the C7 steering was not particularly great, I don't think you're going to like C8. Um, it's very precise. Um, but even like there's two measures. There's a lot of different things that go into steering. Um, and I'm a huge steering nerd, but the, the things that I want immediately are some sort of talk, some sort of sense that like I'm, the, I'm connected to the wheel. So as soon as I start moving, I want a, what I call snap to center. I want the steering to just whoosh, snap right to center and then tell me exactly where straight ahead is with, with an effort. Um, and the second thing is, and then, and then move around from there. If the wheels have a big camber change or something goes on, I want to feel it. But then the big, the biggest thing that they have to do is as soon as the back end of a car comes around, they, it needs to come alive immediately and start to turn in that direction, um, to tell you, Hey, this is, ha this is happening. The C8 doesn't do that at all. And that <clears throat> it's tough to get the rear end on that car out because mm -hmm. it does understeer. Um, when it happens, you could let go of the steering wheel and it won't sort of self steer, self correct at all. And that is a problem from, for me because you sit so far forward in that car. Like you honestly feel like you're on top of the front wheels that the back feels like it's a school bus lengths away from you. Mm -hmm. And that's a little bit unsettling. Yeah. So that sort of communication, like the C7 spoke a different language, but talked a lot. Yeah. The C8 doesn't really speak all that clearly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, hmm. um, but there's no mapping to learn its language. Like it feels in the driving position is great. It feels immediately intuitive. It's fast. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. it's really fast in, in a straight line, especially at low speeds. It grips well. It kind of does everything well. 
it doesn't do limit handling as well as the last card did. Yeah, and that's actually like my my thing is like last thing I'll mention before we get into questions is like you have all these people out there who are saying okay, oh, you know, they're disillusioned, you know, like I or they're angry because you're putting this car down, but it's like in reality you have to put it into perspective into what you appreciate in a car and what you're going to be using it for, right? So like I think if you're if you're a buyer that is coming from let's say not from a C7 but you just love this new thing, you love a you know, a good car, you know, and you want to jump in, you want a good motor, you want performance and you're not going to be racing. You're not going to be driving an even nine tenths on the road. I think you are probably going to be happy. Right. I mean, well, like, right. Cause the, the things that make that the, the Corvette, a good car, the C8, a good car, like it's ride quality. I've gone on and on and on about this, but I cannot believe what, what they've done with ride quality. That's huge. Like I, as, I had them verify three times what the wheelbase was because it feels like 130 inches. It feels like a seven series. Like mm. The thing just floats above the pavement and it's this floatiness. That's not like Cadillac kind of floatiness, yeah. but the cars or like old school Cadillac, the car is just kind of floating and you hear shit and you feel like you feel maybe a little bit of a vibration from like a huge impact, but there was no impact. You just go whack. Like what, how did I not notice them? The car just kind of floats up and then back down a little bit. It's unbelievable. Do I personally like it? No. I, I mean, I haven't. But the steering's talkative? No, steering's not talkative. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I drive in a Lotus Elise. I want to, yeah, I, clearly I'm a Well, that's kind of like right? the, yeah, it's, a, but, it's basically that's like yeah. the benchmark for steering, right? For steering, right. But, yeah. but steering and ride quality and whatever, the, the Corvette is just, I don't personally like that it's a great cruiser because I don't like cruisers, but it's a great cruiser and that yeah. would be a really nice long, uh, long distance. Well, it'll probably car. satisfy most Corvette exactly. buyers, right? Um, it's irreverence cool. forever. Rick Deacon, who's a part of Radwood and stuff, he had a deposit on one. He asked, was his decision to cancel his C8 order justified? It all depends on what he's looking for. Yeah. I, I have reviewing a car like a C8 is the worst thing. Like I'm very, I'm honored that Road and Track asked me to write the story. And of course, I, that's the little asterisk here. Everything I wrote was, it was something that the whole staff agreed with because we all drove the car together. This isn't just my opinion. So, you know, but I'm the one who's going to get the, like the, the death threats, so to speak. What the fuck are you doing? Seriously. Do your thing. Um, (laughs) but the, the reality is it doesn't matter what I like in the car. And that's, I try not to ever couple what I like with a review because it, I'm a bit actor and I have to put myself in the, in the position of the person who's buying the car. What does the buyer expect? And what do they want? But you also can't review it from the, 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 who you think the buyer is. You have to, you have to like review it. But don't you think, I think you, you, but the way you review a car usually from my understanding is you're reviewing it like with kind of open eyes. Like comparing it to benchmarks and stuff, right? Yeah, like you're not going to say, "Oh, the Corvette, it like it's perfect and it handles great," because you know other cars don't have that terminal understeer that this thing has. Sure. So, and you're not going to say, "Well, this is the best car ever," because yeah, no, because you're looking that. at it from a buyer of that car, right? But it, I have to also remove my own, like my personal preferences on C8. The, yeah. the car's dead to me because it doesn't have a stick shift. Like well, I don't, of course, do and they can't do but, a stick but shift. I can't, they could, they don't want to. Right, but I never will. here's the thing is I, it, I that's never going to re- appear in a in an article. It doesn't matter whether I don't want an automatic. No, and that makes sense. So I do have to remove I have to put myself in in the target audience. Kind and that's, of, yeah. That comes from we talk a lot on on this sort of journalism side to the to the product planners and to the engineers and ask them what their targets are and what their goals are. Mm-hmm. And 
I didn't get a chance to talk to the product planners. I sort of talked to a couple of engineers, um, and I know what their targets were. Um, but we, I think we all kind of know who the intended audience is yeah. for, for a Corvette. Somebody cancels their order because the car understeers. Well, that tells me that he was looking for a limit behavior car, a track car. And if he's an advanced, like if he's an advanced driver, then I have to put that understeer complaint in the article mm-hmm. to tell him, Hey, you're, you're not going to get your itch scratch, scratch, itch, itch scratched by like, you know, this isn't a Cayman, which, you know, I hate the car, but it handles well. You know, this isn't a beautifully well balanced handling machine that we expected it to be from a mid engine car. But what it is is safe and secure, which means that the sort of 60 year old guy who just wants to take it to the, to the grocery store shouldn't care about the understeer. What he should care, care about is the screens are thoughtfully laid out and usable. The ride quality is unbelievable. It's easy to get in and out of the car. You can see out of it fairly well, especially for a mid-engine car. Like it has a lot of really positive things for maybe someone else. So yeah. I don't know him. Well, yeah, and you're not going to review it for not having a manual, but you're going to review the automatic transmission and how good it is, right? I, I have to, right? So you're reviewing what's in front of you, exactly. but yeah, yeah, yeah. And also one other huge one is that it does have extremely good traction and people who like to buy Corvettes like to go very fast in a straight line historically. <laughs> like, like and, burnout. and burnout, can you? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do it. I mean, mm. the engineers told us, yeah, there's yeah. a, there's a burnout function, but there I, you go. Again, I wasn't going to be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. yeah, it does apparently do like it, it won't do us the way it was calibrated when we got it. Remember, it's break by wire. So there's a lot of things going on. Mm. And there was the, their one request was, please don't do a dragging break standing burnout yeah. because that will fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but it does. It will. The production car will do that. OK, Uh-oh. so uh, people who are uh, tuned into the live feed, please ask your questions on Instagram. Um on the live feed. Don't ask on our actual page. Did you want to pull some from your Instagram account? It sounds like you had some, you had a few. I think it's like one was, why do you always wind up in the trunk of a car? So on, another thing while, while you're looking at that, Jason, I, I think from at least my perspective, the way that you review cars, you try to be very objective about it actually. And you use a lot of science and a lot of data and it's like, here's the information. This is what it does in these, these circumstances. This is, you know, you know, skid pad numbers, acceleration, and then you tack on, you know, your subjective, you know, component, right? Which is what we're talking about, steering feedback, whether it be brake feel or whatever. But like, really, it's very centered on an objective kind of review so that people have that data and that information that is supposed to be unbiased. And then you work off of that, right? I try for it. Yeah. I try for it. And yep. I'm human, right? And I'm going to see things from my for perspective. Sure. But I have a, I just pulled up in a Subaru Outback. Um, 2001. <laughs> dark blue faded clear coat no automatic it is uh, one of the people i know that subaru once told me that all of the people who choose tune the powertrain and chassis for subaru don't have driver's licenses and they take the bullet train to work and they sit in cubicles and they do things based on theory and i never believed that until i drove this car and now i believe it so you know it's dynamically fucking terrible and it's you know the powertrain is wretched but does that really matter to the people who buy this car no so my insta review which is forthcoming on that will say this is not for me or you right like because right. i assume that everyone reading that this is an, uh, is an enthusiast but somebody's gonna love it and they're they're really gonna love it because for all the, the reasons that aren't important to me like it's cushy and quiet and, and it has good uh you know it's it's uh, safe and snowy yeah. conditions and like whatever and, the and second weather, you yeah. try to drive the car in any sort of spirited man- manner 75 things beep at you and save your life mm. and they'll love that i want to 
fucking punch the screen. But- uh, Machina Fantasma Ooh. says, uh, what motors should the C8 Z06 and the ZR1 respectively get? Well, there's all the talk in all the spy videos of a flat plane crank 5.5 liter twin mm. turbo V8. Whoa, twin turbo. Twin Is that turbo. the one from the Cadillac? Well, the Cadillac No. Season? So apparently, apparently, allegedly. So Corvette just showed the C8R motor, which is the racing motor. Mm. And this is a five liter, I want to say. All I know uh, is that it sounds it's good. It's a flat plane V8. <laughs> and just naturally them. aspirated. Yeah. Um, and then there's. So uh, some internal GM documents were leaked and I went through a bunch of stuff. And the conclusion that I came to is that motor will find its way into, into C8 with twin turbos on it. Um, and a hybrid system making 850 to a thousand horsepower. Um, Jesus. Wow. So, but you don't, you go, you don't go to a flat plane crank at this point without doing turbos, right? There's kind of no reason for it. You're not going to get the, the, the full benefit of it. So a flat plane crank V8 will spool the turbos more quickly and more consistently, which is why they'll do it. So I, that's what I think it's going to get personally okay that sounds awesome um asevushia i have no idea how to read that name uh says why can't bmw get their steering right they went from best in the business to the worst i was shocked how good the steering was in the c7 current gen camaro and the chevy ss yep so, so what's the deal I, with some BMW? wonderful people at BMW and I feel so bad for them because i do nothing but trash the shit out of out of their cars and they just can't get it right. And I think they're, it's either the individual, some of the individual people along the way just don't understand the correct way to tune electric power steering, or there are corporate constraints put on them. And I can't tell the difference. I can't tell which, which it is. So, so here's my take on it. And I think, you know, it's a weird one because M doesn't really kind of fit into this hole, but I feel like they're trying to appeal to, uh, you know, a very different demo now, a very different buyer that requires steering parallel parking with a pinky that wants smooth steering with that's not noisy that wants, you know, basically minimal feedback. They want a more luxurious steering. W- experience if you will and i i think that's just what's happening and so they're 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 catering to a completely different demographic that isn't necessarily looking for the ultimate driving machine anymore and this sells and they're okay with that they are definitely catering to that but they are definitely working hard internally to try to fix the steering issues and Mm -hmm. i the harder they work every time i talk to the people who are working they're really genuinely trying but they're not succeeding and i don't know why wow Uh, but they are really genuinely there are a lot of people who are passionately trying and i think what 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 results at the end of the day is that there's not one person in charge who is going to fix it and so i'll use porsche as an example 991.1 the steering in that car you haven't driven one was genuinely awful i mean it was Mm. absolutely waiting was perfect it felt like a like normal steering but they actively filtered out everything that came through Mm. it was dead like that's what i heard horrible and coming from the 997 which was like it woke up when you were sideways so when you like on a racetrack it was that doesn't sound good. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so like 991.1, sh- fucking series of bits. We had that problem on the last That's podcast. So weird. Um, by the way, you're, you're describing <laughs> totally dialed out steering, completely <laughs> mute. Like, well, that, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they say the robots learn their users after yeah. a while. So yeah, no, she was she's good. Steering knows me. No, but 991.1 on a racetrack was amazing. Actually, it was really, steering was very precise, but it was, terrible and 
uh, when it came time to make a GT3, there is Andreas Preninger, who is the head of mm. Dynamics, head of the GT cars. I've met him. And no big deal. So you know him. <laughs> yeah, we're the friends. The guy is my fucking hero because when, and I hope no one in the industry is listening to this, <laughs> when the PR people walk away, that motherfucker knows exactly what enthusiasts want. He wanted a manual. He wanted, he pushed for all the things and he told me they worked two years on the steering uh, for 901. to one gt3 mm. and they were not allowed to change any hardware and so it was two years of his life to try to get that steering right and the difference is that car went from being terrible to being the best e-pass on the market mm-hmm. um and so you have to have that one person who so understands the corporate side so he can tell his bosses yeah yeah this yeah, what i what, what they need to hear and then goes and does exactly what he needs to do mm. and the reason the gt3 cars are the basically the best sports cars in the world right now is because they have one champion internally. And I don't think anyone, not even M has the one person who truly gets it and has the corporate clout to do whatever the fuck they want. Heel and toe apparel.com forward slash DWA. Check it out. They've got some really, really cool socks now by stripe design, the shift pattern. Uh, you, they also have really cool t-shirts, cozy sweaters, hats uh go to that link you get 20 percent off your purchase and on the rally what about those shirts uh brian i mean do we even need to talk about it anymore how soft these things are we love them i mean you know we really upped our game a few times ago and we uh we got heel and toe on board and and all the rally participants love it they're pretty damn nice and uh everyone got the socks too the stripe design socks uh which are always great to have on the rally but yeah those shirts Cozy as ice. I actually wanted to sleep in it on a nightly basis like you, but um, I want to shower and I don't like wearing the same shirt. So. Bah, bah. Yeah. Heel and toe, you don't even need to shower. <laughs> Again, that's heelandtoeofpearl.com forward slash DBA. Johnny Waltz was wondering if you can do some car sounds and we guess what car or scenario it is. Maybe just one. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is, it's like a specific car that I have to do. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? Why are you a car sound asking, guy? I think you've done sounds yeah, I did, before. I did the diesel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh you should have done a, that. That's a W one twenty three. Yeah, it's five cylinder. It's got the low. It's got the low. You get that. Yeah. That's um, really good. Okay, ready. Uh, <laughs> All right, figure so out what that is. Something with a blow off valve. Very no, no, no. It's the the engine sound is very airy, sort of like Sade's voice, like smooth operator. Try it anyway. See what people say. <laughs> oh, you're trying to get. The, oh, are yeah, they supposed to guess, or are we getting it? You guys can guess. We're supposed to guess. Some trouble. of you, I think, have had this. It's I can't do the starter fast enough. That's the problem with this. Oh, the starter. Oh, okay. It's it's very oh, fast. That's a start. That's starting. That's the starter. Oh, is it starting? Aston Martin Vanquish. No. No V8s are faster. The crank fast. What the hell is it? It's a low. Nine twenty eight. Yeah. Same era. They kind of like do that a little bit. But they're they'll they'll idle like. Yeah. Yeah. Very airy. So this is... It's a quiet engine. Smooth. What's the smoothest engine? V12 BMW. Okay, you're half twice the way there. <laughs> yeah, it's a six-cylinder. <laughs> Six-cylinder BMW. Yeah. Which oh, is it a what? M30 or something? M20. Or M20, sorry. M30, yeah. You know they get that like... 
and then they just go away. I sorry. D O C A P L says, do you think the C eight understeer can be dialed out with alignment and tire pressure adjustment? You can get a Camry to oversteer with alignment and tire pressure. So yeah, you can, you can. And actually GM has a recommended uh, alignment setting for track for the C eight, um, that they've talked about. Um, but the one thing to remember is we as journalists always test cars as they're delivered to the public. Yeah. Um, yeah. or as at least they're given right, to right. us. There's going to be supposed to be delivered. There's going to be tuners all over the place with yep. C8s that are fucking insane. I, I, I don't know if this can be shared, but do you, any idea how close to the production model this one was? Like, do they, do they give you a ballpark? Like, is this 85% done? Is it 90% it done? Be, handling suspension and handling should have been, was, was production representative. Meaning oh, really? This, yeah. Um, Transmission was definitely not, and they made that clear. There are some engine calibration things. Are you fingers to the bottom? <laughs> there are some engine calibration things, a couple little other changes that they made, but it was clear when the transmission was not properly calibrated versus like, you know, what it's going to be like, the weird clunks and stuff. That's just normal when you're driving pre-production yeah. cars. Um, but I think it was probably production intent. It wouldn't surprise me, especially given the delay that they have now with uh, the strike, that they go in and maybe dial in a little tiny bit more. Um, like front negative camber or something for, mm-hmm. for the understeer situation. Um, but the truth is these calibrations take a long time to validate. I doubt they'll be able to change it for the 2020 model year. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Lambda Lars 13 says, what do you think about Mercedes AMG decision to go for a four cylinder for the next C63? Is that official? I hadn't heard that. I really? For the C63? Yeah, I read yeah, about that. And I, th- I'm Why do they really get hoping get 63 out of there? Stop it. I'm really hoping the, the guys at AMG are smart enough to like plant this seed and let the fucking world explode. And so they can go back to the bosses and be like, this is the stupidest idea we've ever heard. I, Cause it's the stupidest fucking idea I've ever heard. I don't care how much power a four cylinder makes. It's a different personality than a V8. Yeah. And AMG has crafted a brand on V8s. Um, make a fucking two liter V8 if you have to and turbocharge the fuck out of it. But that's that. It's fundamental misunderstanding of what your brand means. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Two liter V8. That must sound amazing. <laughs> yeah. That would be this awesome. Is, this is what I've, I've, killer, my, yeah. I've actually recommended to a couple of internal people at BMW to, to pitch the idea of a 1.8 liter straight six replacing the two liter four cylinder because the, the four cylinders just don't have any personality. And if you're trying to mm-hmm. be a luxury brand, well, Mercedes brought back a straight six. They absolutely did. Yeah. And it's a motherfucker of a straight six. Is it's it? The best engine in the world. I, I genuinely think it's the best engine in the world. Huh? It's the in 53 form. I've only driven it in 53, yeah. AMG 53. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's turbo with an electric compressor. So basically an electric supercharger and a hybrid system on it. Jesus Christ. So when you go for the gas, the electric motor responds instantly. Yeah. The supercharger gets to its full boost, which is like five or six PSI within three tenths of a second. So it'll hand off assist from the electric motor to the supercharger. Um, and then that'll hand off um, boost to the turbo once the turbo spool. And the good news is there's the check engine light will never come on. Never. The entire life of the car. Because it's been disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> there's just black tape over yeah, it. But I mean, it's unbelievable. It, it honestly feels like an eight liter V12. Alex M1984 says, what's a $5,000 under car you would buy off of Craigslist? So what's your dirtbag uh, car radar like these days? Dirtbag. Have you lost it? Is it gone? No, I'm always dirt bagging. I'm always looking at any E30. You, any, you can't really get a 325. You're, you're scraping the E30. I get a 325e. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, you can do that. I would do mm. an, the an best Miata. 325e. A Miata, yeah. I would do any Mark One Volkswagen for sure. I mean, that's mm. a life of misery, but the funnest life of misery you can get. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Also, what did I just? Oh, I just found a CTS wagon for nine thousand bucks. Uh, today oh, just like a but like six that, you know, cylinder. Kind of, yeah, V6 all wheel drive. Yeah. Um, so there's got to be like other cool, like wagony, awesome things for. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Way says, "Is Sky Active X really going to save internal combustion?" No. I don't know much about it. They're making a diesel too, right? Yeah. So the idea there is that you're it's HCCI homogenized c- controlled combustion, whatever. It's basically using diesel techniques on a gas engine, so you're eliminating. Mm the throttle you're burning lean and you're allowing the ignition to the the gasoline mixture to self-ignite so super high compression super high compression ratio yeah. um, that's like the new mazas and stuff that's or? yeah they're, they're it's not out yet but it's coming oh. but internal combustion is over so it doesn't matter so, mm-hmm. yeah what's the deal yeah i mean it seems like a lot of i'm just a lot of these japanese companies trying to kind of sell i mean obviously you have some hydrogen stuff going on and all this but it's like why why are these and people, then, why uh, infinity is doing some crazy infinity's got their variable compression the variable compression which yeah. is a kind of a neat idea but they spent so much money they spent 32 years i think developing this they should have just a learned how to build a fucking car because their mexican plant built stuff is the worst built car you think teslas have bad Build quality, yeah. I cannot believe how bad it is. Huh. Um, and they really should just put all that money into like expanding the Leaf program because yeah, yeah. it's over for whether we like it or not. You all need to get used to this. It's over for you all, engine. y'all, <laughs> y'all. It's over. It's just you know, gasoline engines or piston engines and combustion engines are being outlawed by the day. And China's leading the charge on this, and they're the biggest market in the world. And we are going to follow whether President Trump likes likes it or not, um, because the entire world is legislating uh, internal combustion out of existence. Yeah. Fine, more gas for me to drive my old chipbox cars until I'm you know 100 years old and dead. So let's let's have it. I just bought another e golf. Yeah, I did. saw that. So I why, did it. why didn't you just keep yours? Because it was cheaper to buy a new one. Oh, it was cheap. Okay. Because you were saying I. Yeah, I thought for some reason you had to get rid of it. Has more range, more power. Yeah, more range, more power. It, I took it to the drag strip. That'll be my. What, How much my is your lease, if you don't mind me asking? I you, bought it. This oh, time. you bought it. So the last one, all in. So in, the incentives all lined up, and last time I kind of striked, struck when the when they had all the 2016s with the small battery were sitting on lots, and the 17s were being held hostage at the port by Volkswagen of America to try to sell the. 16s. They weren't letting go until yeah, the dealer yeah. sold the 16. So I got that one for 83.77 a month, all in. On my <laughs> so, so you saw, you struck while the batteries were hot. Yes, exactly. But remember, that's you know I I got like eleven thousand dollars off the price of the car. It was like thirty one. Yep. And then from there you get a seventy five hundred dollar federal tax credit and a twenty five hundred dollar California and a five hundred dollar PG and E rebate, which is our electric company here. The new one, I got eleven thousand off again, um, and then through incentives, no more than eleven thousand off. It's like ten. It was ten thousand bucks. What's your car. range? Ten thousand dollars to buy the car. Twelve out the, 12 out the door with tax. <laughs> wow. Dude. Range one twenty five rated. I okay. I have one hundred and seventeen miles on the car. I drove it twice. Once to my warehouse and once to the racetrack. <laughs> yeah. To do drag racing. I'm just trying to yeah do the math because we um, we were considering one. Do you drag it on the stock tires? Yeah. Enough. And it's uh, was it eight tenths of a second and five miles an hour faster than the old one. But all that's coming on a forthcoming Insta post. Right. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Auto three 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 says we skipped his question, but he was asking about what's your favorite barrier uh, back road. And uh, we usually don't really dive into like road names and such, especially because on like it's so local. But Stewart's Point Skag Springs Road. 
Don't take it you're going to throw that out there? Oh, just yeah. willy-nilly? <laughs> yeah. Because it's just awesome. I and know it is. But... far enough out of town that no one's going to do it. So yeah, That's probably true. But, yeah, you're bolder than I. So. Uh, Pedal Commute says, I know you love Volkswagens, Jason, but do you love the van again? No, I don't have like that. I know you're going to hit me. Say that again? Here's the thing. is It's not that I like Volkswagen. Have you driven one? Okay, here Hold we on, go. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think I have. Oh, oh dude. You need to drive mine. This right, is really nice. This is a yeah. good example. Here's the thing. I, it's not that I like Volkswagens. Yeah. It's that I like little, nimble, simple, analog I think this cars. is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Your brain hasn't driven a car that requires this... Uh, Level line of, of thinking. I had a 200D once. It was the Still, slowest car. Yeah, this is ever different. Created. This is all different. Um, Have you driven a bus? Early bus, yes. Very, very briefly, like 20 years ago. Okay. I, I need to. Okay. But yeah, no tip. My, the things that I love tend to be like all those little things I just mentioned. No, I mean, I'm with you. But the Vanagon isn't them. I would like to drive. Yeah. I think you'd be. It's you a, a VR in yours? Thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn, no. VR. That is just, really just a, thing. a very Wait, healthy. People don't really do VR. What is it, a 1.9? Yeah. Is it, but water, a healthy water, one nine. Water, nice suspension. Horsepower. It's toit. His, yeah. his, his toit. Are you a diesel? No. No. One no. nine? Gas. Yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know they did that. Liquid cooled. Liquid. Wasser boxer. Wasser boxer. Yeah. It's like uh the same design they've been making forever, but new. Um let's see. Why do you think Ford is taking so long for the GT five hundred? Driving it next. I'm driving tomorrow. I fly to, I'm fly to go drive it tomorrow. So it's ready. Um, yeah, it was a really, were they nice. waiting for the results of the C8? He asked. No, the that cars is, weren't uh, ready yet. Earth, Earth Edge. Earfedge. Earfedge. The, the yeah. cars were not ready yet. So I know that we tried to get it for, uh, performance car of the year at Road Track. And I know that Road, uh, Motor Trend tried to get it for best driver's car and it just wasn't done. Okay. So. Yeah. Can you, can you divulge a little bit what you're going to do with it? Like where are you going to drive it in Vegas? So it's, it's, it's a press launch. So is that the track? It's at a track. There's a track drive and a road drive. That's yeah. all oh. I know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah. You're doing a full I mean, review for that. Here's the deal again. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing a review for Autoblog for that actually. Oh. And then I'll do my Insta thing, but it, um, let me be perfectly honest. Personally, it's dead to me. Why it's it's not? Can you say that in like an Italian it's New dead York? Dead to me, you fucking dead to me. Listen, this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not the first. That right? steering no fucking. Fucking the steering's gonna be good. I'm not worried about that. The fucking clutch pedal. Why do I got to drive an automatic? It's like my wife's fucking Prius. No, no, I really I have no interest in sports cars Wait, that are automatic. It's an automatic. It's an automatic. Dual clutch. I thought they had brought <laughs> a manual. <laughs> Didn't the last GT500 come in a manual? GT500 was both. Yeah, but that was a stupid man. It's like sixty-eight miles an hour in first gear because it couldn't put it. Well, they're all like that, right? Um, and you know, as a drag race car, I'm like, you know, the, the last GT500 was an it was kind of a draggy car. Yeah, and that would be great with an automatic. This one, they're like, well, this is now a, a well-rounded sports. Car. Oh, because they're doing a dual clutch and yeah, all that stuff. What Michigan? It's a well-rounded sports car with a dual clutch <laughs> trans, and so, I just don't. Okay, have they had a like a a powerful dual clutch no. car ever. They just had the, weren't the little focuses dual clutch that the, all the transmissions yeah. blew and that's, yeah, that's their history with dual clutch, right? They've not done well. Yeah. They, they, they haven't done well with transmission. Remember that's a, that's a transverse. This is longitudinal. There's no way it's related at all. Sure. But, um, I'd be curious to see if it's related to this, the, the, uh, Tremec in the Corvette. 
Mm. Jason, have you owned a Corrado? And if so, would you own one again? I have not owned a Corrado only because I have had a Scirocco for 22 years and it's the same thing. Just heavier. like you'd think it would look at you and think you were cheating in some way. No, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, yeah. there's a really insensitive thing about sisters. It's modern. Saying, yeah, I'm not doing it. Um, it's the same <laughs> thing, only heavier. I, I want a VR6 car again mm. because the VR6 is like, sex while we're on that image it sounds so good but um no i'd rather have shrocko weekend prince says how good or bad was the isuzu impulse with lotus suspension i drove one once one tenth of a mile i have no idea we had two uh good isuzus at radwood boston we had a stylus and uh impulse little yeah. wagon thing i forget yeah, what it's yeah, called yeah. yeah pop up half pop-up headlights yeah oh this reminds me i saw something i didn't i didn't know about a Jaguar XJ220. Have you seen the headlights operate? I haven't. No. Pop down headlights. That so little that, door falls and it allows for the lights to be seen. And of course, oh. because it's British, it'll work every, <laughs> work every time. time. No doubt about it. So but, what you're telling me is that the lights are fixed in place behind those lights. Uh, yeah, they're always lids. there and the lids just fall down and allow Gotcha. Pop down, 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 headlights. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Pop down, popping down, headlights. Wow. <laughs> okay. Jason's about to walk out. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Rob V says, okay. if internal combustion is over, what would you keep forever? I'll, uh, you tell your grandkids about this one car. I mean, I feel like that has to be the fucking Scirocco. It's right? Scirocco. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be. That but shouldn't it be over your 190? No, no, no. Yeah. Let's, let's say, I mean, any car, all cars. What do you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the, I would go with to, the most advanced, furthest the internal combustion has ever been pushed. Yeah, you know? the current Ferrari A12 super fast. Oh, that's it. Nine thousand RPM. Yeah, one hundred and twenty-five horsepower per liter. Right, crazy V12. That sounds good. Mm. But it's hooked up to an automatic. I know. So I know. Yeah, McLaren F1. McLaren F1. It's pretty that good. Work. One. It's a pretty good one. That would work. Yeah. Even though Prius is probably faster now. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> that's all that matters, Warren. <laughs> that's all that matters. All that matters. Um, let's see. Unusual Tom Jones says, I know that guy. Beyond the obvious Mercedes and Porsche, what's the best wagon in the U.S. market right now? Volkswagen, six. Volkswagen Golf, Volvo, mm. Jaguar, Buick, Opel. Are the others? I'm. Um, are there others I'm missing? So the the Golf wagon slash um, all track is really good in terms of mm, it's pretty good. That's what I'd probably recommend uh, yeah. to most people. Mm. Um, the RS6 is really fucking hot. Um, but it's not on sale yet. It's not here yet. Yeah. Um, the E63 is pretty good. The Volvo wagons are gorgeous. Manuel in the RS6? I don't know. No, I don't know. no they want a manual. Audi just doesn't give a Audi manual. doesn't. No. Like the only thing, does R8 even still have a no. manual? Audi does not have a manual. Yeah, they stopped that. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. It sucks. Just, yeah. Because R8 is the manual, the first one. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. Yeah. yeah. RS4 was great, though, that last yeah. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Jay Singh Z Z Z Z says it's weird watching the podcast at one X when I usually listen at two X. Whoa, oh, like chipmunks. You want to listen Should to chipmunks? Talk, talk really fast? I mean, I can talk really fast. So. Yeah. Uh, Lambo Lars says, "How many more times do I have to watch your Stratos video until we get another video review?" Oh. Uh, okay, so. We launched a video yesterday, yesterday on the ECME channel. So ECME is, let me explain to you guys, in the video I explain what they are, but it's a bunch of Bay Area, Bay Area guys um, 
most of them Italian, all of them crazy, total car nuts. They have like the greatest cars and the greatest tasting cars. Um, and they are creating this company that, that adds some transparency to the, to the process of buying, selling and maintaining cars, like big cars. Um, when you, the the whole car broker world is a little bit strange. We don't live in this world, right? I don't, I don't think you guys do where you definitely know, not your broker. Let's say my, somebody I know, my sister calls up her car broker and she lives on the East coast and says, you know, I would like to have a Scirocco. I would like to nice, a, a flash silver Volkswagen Scirocco. Her broker would go out and then talk to his friends and his friends and his friends. And after that, after a while, somebody would call me and I would get a phone call. And it's like, Hey, some lady on the East coast wants to buy your Scirocco. What do you say? And I say three fifty. And they say, okay. And the oh, game of television. $350,000. Yes. This is $299. I'm making. We've already a, got you down. I'm making an example grand. here. I don't have anything that's actually worth any money. We're going to use that as a fucking example. Don't start with me already. Because, you know, people are always using these car brokers, exotic car brokers to buy Scirocco. Insert the name of actual car instead of Scirocco. Yeah. That's my baby. Anyway. Chevy Spark, right? Total broker car. Broker. <laughs> Chevy Spark. Yep. So, anyway, so. She gets a phone call. My sister gets a phone call that says, Hey, we found a Scirocco something. Oh, uh, um, that's fine. It's still going. She, she finds a Scirocco. We found a Scirocco. It's 500 grand. She says, okay. She writes a check for the car to her broker. The car shows up. I get 350. She's paid 500 and no one knows. I don't know where she doesn't even know that she bought her own brother's car. I don't know. I sold it to my sister and there's no transparency. We're still recording, but go okay. ahead. So our Instagram's done. Yeah. Um, are you the, on Wi-Fi? Eastme guys are not fans of that yeah. model, that the the lack of transparency. So basically, if you can imagine what, you know, like if you've ever bought a house, there's this truth in lending disclosures and all this other shit. Everyone is on the same page and the brokers disclose exactly what they make. Exactly. Everyone knows where all the dollars are going. And that's what Eastme is doing for, for car stuff. Okay. So they are... They're in that sort of big car business. How that affects me is that they thought they have a marketing budget and they thought it would be a really good idea to just start doing videos together to get eyeballs on them. So basically they just want to be the coolest guys in the room, which is easy because they kind of already are. They're genuinely great guys. Um, so we did the Stratos video. So the Stratos video was done by Anthony and me and this is Anthony Esposito, who is my director on the Motorsman videos. We did all of our stuff together. Yeah. Is he local? Guy? Um, no, he is, uh, LA and East coast. Oh, okay. Um, and so, Ant and I did that video sort of on spec because two things, number one, there's always been this lingering doubt that all of the stuff that we did for Motor Trend was Motor Trend. So we talked to TV people and they're like, how do we know that you guys were actually the talent behind this? Well, we've just shown that this is the same quality. It's the same show that we did. Um, and the other thing we want to use this as a marketing tool to just show, you know, show what we can do and see, see if this can get us any, any business. And actually it worked because the ECME guys saw it before it went live and they were like, holy fuck, we love this video. We want to see all kinds of videos like this. The sad reality is those are really expensive to produce and really time consuming. And I wanted, that's what I want to do. Like if you gave me all the money in the world and said, go play with cars, I would make a TV show, a very high quality TV show about cars where I kind of combined all the techie lessons and all the other, all the shit that I do anyway. Um, so we are figuring out sponsorship ways to, to try to work with some other companies that have marketing budgets to make those videos. Plus we're making series of other videos that, and the sponsorship money that we get from them. And these are much cheaper to produce, much easier to produce videos. The sponsorship money that we'll get from them will roll into the production of the icons. So, you know, Jason can be on the icons will be the big sort of marquee thing. Um, mm -hmm. we have episode number two is we keep 
trying to get the cars lined up and they keep falling apart. So we're, we're working on it. Um, <laughs> you know this. It's just it's never easy. Um, then we have another show called Proper Care and Feeding with Jason Camisa. And this is Jason Camisa and Proper Care and Feeding of Cars. <laughs> and, and then a third one called The Carmudgeon Show. So <laughs> that's definitely the yours. Yeah. So the Carmudgeon show is me and one of the other guys at me who I've actually known for 10 years, a good friend of mine. Um, and he is actually more miserable than I am, which is, I don't think possible. He just fucking hates everyone and everything. So we have that in common and we basically just sit and, you know, it's sort of, sort of podcasty, but it's videoed and we have very distinct themes for every episode. Sweet. The proper care and feeding of cars. I have been wanting to do this for years. So this is little tiny tricks and hints on how to be a car expert. And this is anything from proper driving technique, i.e. like put your hands at nine and three and not 10 and two to how to care for the paint of your car to how to properly detail a car, never warm up and rev an engine before warming it up. It's everything that's encompassed by car ownership and being a fan. You know, this reminds me of is George Washington wrote a book about basically how to be a decent human. Yep. And it's like really simple shit, like yeah. open a door for somebody, right. uh, don't spit in front of people. Like, you know, but that's basically what you're doing, right? Yeah. It's for basically car, like for car mismanners people. for, yeah, yeah, like yeah. mismanners meets George Washington. Exactly. So like the first couple episodes that we filmed, so they're, they're going to start going live next week, actually. So it's probably oh, time sweet. for me to plug it. One of them is my, kind of my favorite one that makes me laugh is the pr- correct pronunciation of the word Porsche. Uh, it ain't Porsche. <laughs> and there is a certain, hygiene product that I associate with anyone that uses the word Porsche. Um, it's a douche. Um, <laughs> and so I actually start out that episode holding a douche and spraying it right at the screen. And I'm like, if you use, use the word Porsche, you're fucking, but I kind of have a problem with that one. Cause uh, all uh, don't, don't even let me go down this road because I'm, I know say what you're going to say. Well, because all it is an abbreviation, What? I'm just saying it's like an abbreviation for Porsche. It's someone abbreviating it. It's someone saying it's someone using short. I, what, what do you mean? No. Uh, wait. What? First of all, listen. Okay. Now you're like it's me. like someone calling a Toyota a Yoda. No. No. Yeah. It's no. no it's they're saying the full word. No. They're it's become. Wrong. It's become that. If I call you lame, would you be annoyed? <laughs> Is that I, I don't care. People call me that all the time. <laughs> no. I mean, um, name. <laughs> but, lame. Lane. No, but they call me uh, Lano. If, but if I decided it's, that I and that's like the Skelton, same thing, I think if I decided that's a nickname though, but if I decided, I, I know. Like and I think of scalp, I understand Skelton. it's a name, dude. Like, so it's, it's like fucking name, but okay. How about calling a BMW a Beamer? That's a nickname. You're allowed I, to have, a nickname. I know, but it's isn't Beamer, that what Porsche why has isn't there, become? Why isn't there a nickname I, for Porsche? See, I think P-car. it is. P-car. I've heard P-car. Oh, P-car is the worst. P-car is the worst. And it's, it's making two words. Don't think, say P-car. I think Porsche is an abbreviation. It's one, it's one syllable as opposed to no, this two. Is between Chevrolet and Chevy. Chevy is clearly a, uh, a abbreviated. Right, it's an abbreviation. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Porsche is an abbreviation. It's so this is the way you've always perceived it? I think it is, dude. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that. I just thought I it was a mispronunciation. Oh, I, I never thought about that. I really thought it was just a mispronunciation I just as well. It's one of those things like I'd never give, given a shit about. Like, I hate it when people say Audi. Well, because it's not a fucking a, Audi. It's an Audi. That's yeah, the same right. thing, It's the same That's exact, exact same thing. thing. It's an Audi. No, because that is the same amount of syllables. It's not shortening of the word at all. Saying Porsche is shortening the word Porsche. Porsche is, it takes more effort to say, so it's like someone's shortening it. 
It almost feels like it takes more effort to say Porsche. It's like <laughs> it does to me. It's painful. Yeah, I mean, Porsche. people do this all the time with everything you do in yeah, a, on a daily basis. I, I, interesting point. I Warren do. always goes like, rather than tacos, he goes, let's go get some talks. <laughs> That's true. I do. Talkies. Talkie. I don't. I'm kidding, but yeah. um, but no, you know, I, like okay. I, I I see it from that. I guess I see it from weird eyes, but like. Um, yeah, that's the way, that's the way I've always seen it. Like, I don't see it as like a, a, I've never heard heard that either. I've never seen it as like an offensive thing. I just think it's like, I I, I think it's weird that the people are so obsessed with it. I put it in the same category as something. I'm more annoyed with the person that go, it's two syllable that have shirts that say it. I'm like, you're a douche for having that shirt. No, no, no. I see it in the opposite way. You would, meanwhile, I don't call it Porsche. I'm not like, I'm not that guy. You also don't say Audi. You don't say Chevrolet, do you? Oh, fuck no. Okay. Well, then Chevrolet. I'm guilty. Right. Of course you. Yeah. You pronounce it the way I call Pontiacs Pawnees. I call. <laughs> that's a nickname you can call no. it a Chevy. You can call it Caddy for all I give a shit. I see. But that's like you're Porsche. Not calling oh. it an Austin. Martin. I see it, dude. How about this one for nickname for Porsche? Porker. That's Porker. what. Uh, Mark that, that's a. Martin that is a nickname. That's so bad too. Yeah. Look, P car is the worst. P car is the gonna, worst. I'm not going to judge whether. Some nickname. No, go good, ahead, judge. I am going to judge. judge. Pronunciation. It's a proper noun. You See, pronounce it yeah, properly. I understand yeah. that mm. a lot of people read it and they think it's pronounced Porsche. I mean, I, that's how I but, said it when I was 11. But I see it as... And I see it as an abbreviation I think, for it. I, I, I respect yes, your position, questions. but I think you're really in... <laughs> The minority here. I think most people see it as that. They think that's the way it's pronounced. Because so so this episode starts out by you know. But really though, I mean, it seems like the most like that's a word that's that's a car that's said a lot, and I feel like I, I, I'm sorry. It, it, I when I talk to someone who drives a Porsche. I immediately discount them. They don't know what they're talking yeah. about. They have no right driving a Porsche. No, I see it as a abbreviation. <laughs> Who do you think they vote for? <laughs> it, doesn't, I, it doesn't matter. They're a fucking douche. <laughs> I, I, I'm so, you don't say it. Why don't you say it? Because you know better. I just wasn't raised that way, but like, I was <laughs> <laughs> Because you know better. But, because it's but, Porsche. But I still don't, I, I know a lot of people, or I've met people that do say it, and they know the proper way to say it. And I see it as an abbreviation. I, I see it. Oh, here we go. Baloney in 164 says, how about pronouncing Lancia? Lancia. 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 Yeah. But Lancia. I, how about, Lancia. how about Reno? As Renault or Jaguar, 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 yeah, Jaguar. Here's the thing, but that's like that could be like where you're from in the country too, and different regional pronunciation. Yeah, but you don't call it Austin Martin. Like Austin Martin's a perfect example. Well, because they get it confused with Austin Austin Healy, but it's incorrect. It's Aston Martin, Austin Healy, Porsche, Chevrolet. Right. I mean, there are just there. These are proper. They're formal now. They're wait. Now. So is this is this particular episode the one? Uh, what is it called? It's feeding people proper. properly. And by the way, this is like it's two minutes. <laughs> it's, it's two minutes long. So do you go? You, you only do Porsche. Do you do other names? No, th- that is just the pronunciation. Episode one. Yeah. The first one we filmed. I don't know if it'll be the first one we would launch. Is the proper pronunciation of Porsche? Okay, because you could um, do all of these, yeah, right? I mean, they, they could. Episode two that we filmed is that when you drop a microfiber on the ground. It's done. It's done. Yeah. It's right Absolutely, out. it's done. And and of course, this because is, I'm me, I you don't rewash those things either, do you? No, I never you wash them. And you can do little rack. rocks in there. And stuff. Stuff. You, you don't use it on your paint. No, I know. Once, once it has, touches the ground, you right. can't. Be, it's not like it goes course, in a sterilized. No, 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 just no on your but paint. everything sticks to them. Yeah. Right. The whole your so fingers because stick to the whole idea of this is me saying right. You know, your car scratched to shit, and here's why: it's your fault, and it's because you reuse that microfiber. And then I go into the definition of what microfiber means which is you know 
it's a definition, explain why you can, you can't. That means huge fibers. Use it. Small fibers. <laughs> Other way around. But yeah, 10 microns or less in diameter. You got, you'll have to, yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, but yeah. the idea is every episode starts out by accusing someone of committing a cardinal sin. Gotcha. In the automotive. So the idea is that it's then shareable. I like it. I like it. it. Out, like, I mean, you're wrong with the Porsche push. thing, but that's cool. <laughs> but the idea is then you'd want to share it on your friend's page because you're calling it yeah, yeah. out. I remember a few years ago, there was a, um, there was a video of guy, a guy just pronouncing um, German. car German, or, yeah, uh, yeah, all of them, and it was like uh, it's because it's uh, what is Volkswagen? It's Volkswagen. it's a Volkswagen, Volkswagen, right? Yeah, Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. Volkswagen. I mean, look, I don't expect people to call it Volkswagen or be yeah. Bayerische Motorenwerke. Uh, no, I don't, mean, oh, you don't leave that. You know, BMW <laughs> that three letters in, in English, BMW in German. That's yeah, you never yeah. call that that in English. Yeah, but you you know, Audi is Audi. Yeah, and that's an abbreviation, by the way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's auto union. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, you know it's a created word, but it's a pr- it's a proper noun. We don't. What is call the it definition Lamber- of Lamborghini? What is the definition of a Prius? Am I allowed to say the c word? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> definition of Prius, like for fun, like for it's cunt's car. I mean, <laughs> like Kevin. Kevin's a cunt. Fucking no, no, no. Let me let me be honest about Prius because it, it gets so much shit. Prius is an incredibly efficient machine. We oh, no we shit. Bring people from A to B. Sure. Sure. Period. Yeah. They're just the worst driving But you know what's far more efficient? An electric car. Or a golf so All these cart. smug motherfuckers that are like, I'm getting 53 miles per gallon. Now I'm getting 150. And I drive like an asshole. And my car can be driven down a back road and not be miserable. So uh, I didn't make a Kevin's account reference. Have you, have you seen that YouTube video? You have to see that video. It's a Kevin is a, a, a goat, by the way. So uh, not as not an individual. Yeah, My favorite guy. part of that whole video is like, how you doing, Barbara? Hey, you're good looking. You're good looking sheep, mate. <laughs> I love that video. We'll show it to you off, off air. Um, K car or key car? Pronunciation wise? Yeah. I K. I don't pretend. To, I've called it a K car, but I believe it's key. Isn't no, it? it's K. It's K. Mm-hmm. K car. K car. Oh. Yeah. Pronounce Zonda C I N Q U E. Cinque. Cinquecento. Cinquetera. We don't call it cinquecento. Cinque we'll call it a cappuccino. It's a cappuccino. Cappuccino. Uh, maybe I should cappuccino. call it cappuccino. That sounds good. <laughs> it sounds diuretic. I would like diarrhea. <laughs> I like a grandi cappuccino. 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 <laughs> Um, that's it for the live questions. Really? Yeah. People, right, are, live people. people are watching, but ain't, ain't asking. So I can go back to our regular. Instagram. Yeah. I mean, you had some that we, I'd like to go through yours. See what you got. Might as well. Right? Oh, we have- OMG Hugh Ross says Hyundai pronunciation is also disputed. Oh, are we What's really up? live? Up? Oh, like- <laughs> Shifters. Like my shirt? Big shifters. Uh, Hyundai pronunciation. So officially, Hyundai North America has decided their pronunciation is Hyundai. Huh. They've given in. It's in Korean, it's Hyundai. 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 I don't listen to anything he it's says. Hyundai. Hyundai. Did a lot of business in Korea. I think I know, it always has been Hyundai, right? Hyundai. Hyundai, like Sunday. But, but, but it, always had, out it has oh, been like that for Sunday. a long time. That's what they, they heard came that. up with an ad campaign. They did, with Jeff Bridges. And, yeah, Jeff, uh, John, John Kraftchick, because they're, they're president yeah. for a while, came up with that. I'm like, why don't you do like easy like Hyundai morning? Get Lionel Richie. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Look at this guy. Wow. Maybe you should just sing it. Okay, questions. Did you leave Motor Trend? What? Asked what? Zach Walker 462. Yeah, dude, he yes, did. Two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. It seems longer, doesn't it? It seems like 100 years. Doesn't seem longer. It was, 20, it was June of 27. Yeah, it's two and a half years. We had you fresh off that boat, I remember. Yeah. 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 You had just, that, was, that night, let me tell you, 
lying in bed going, what the fuck did I do? Never look back. Um, we, are days. you coming to Radwood LA? Yes. Um, I will be there December 7th. Is that a yes? And I don't even, yeah. Haggerty Driveshare is renting my car. Uh, oh, again? Again. Nice. Uh, does the Hellcat have the best ratio of fun to price? Says Surfer Dude HB. No. That's for you. I don't know. No. That's 70,000 bucks. No. Uh, you know what? Two cars win that. Miata? Shit. When I say the second one, Miata is number one. Oh, number two. And what beats Miata? Oh, oh you're no. going to say oh. the Veloster N. Hyundai. 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 Veloster N. I keep Best hearing this. Best hatch I've ever driven. Ever. Wow. ever manual ever. transmission? Ever. Manual. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. Manual only. 300 horsepower. Front wheel drive. Locking diff. Six Tor- speed. Torque steer? No. Okay. No. Um, great handling balance. Awesome on track. Fucking ridiculous on the back road. Loud as fuck. Makes all the right noises. Just like, just dorky enough to be cool. Yeah. Um, like Lamborghini knockoff taillights. Like, <laughs> but honestly, in, in all seriousness, don't think I've ever driven a hot hatch that's that much fun. 30K, wow. right? 29,995 with every. That's crazy. I would, and I cannot believe I'm saying this about a Hyundai, buy one. Yeah. Huh. I would actually have one. How much did they Over pay GTI, you to say that? Which is like fucking, you know, absolutely unacceptable. How's all like the daily stuff compared to a GTI? Good. Like fit and finish and like seats and and the quality of the steering wheel and the leather okay, so and the fit and finish. and Golf is way better than Veloster as a car. Yeah. Rear seat room. Rear seat's big on, okay. on Veloster. Um, rear seat's big. Interior materials are nice enough that they're unoffensive. Um, ergonomics are good. Everything's good. It's not, it's not golf because as I say all the time, golf is the best $50,000 car you can buy. It just comes standard with a 50% off coupon. It's a $25,000 car that competes with every $50,000 car. Yeah. But it doesn't have the fun of that thing. The, so if golf is a better car than Veloster, N is 10 times a better hot hatch than than GTI is. And only because it's not like it's that much better in performance or whatever else. It's, Fun and Mark Seven is the best all-around car you can buy. Like a Mark Seven is the best ultimate. It's the ultimate enthusiast daily driver. It's quiet. It's fast. It's fu- it's fun. It's all of the right things. Mm-hmm. But the Veloster N is like that with like, more personality. Spice. Like yeah, I'm tons of like a fucking kilo of coke. paprika. And, yeah, and the the sounds that come out of that exhaust. I, I don't understand how this thing is legal because every like it'll do that pop 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 when you come right. off. So it sounds good. And then every once in a while, it does just one. Yeah. But the one that it Shotgun. does is like a fucking M80 going off. It's like, bang! It's just, it's hilarious. It's just, I couldn't stop laughing driving there. I think I put 400 miles on this press car, just driving around town like a complete jerk. Always just um, full throttle and then letting always off. Always full and, throttle, letting off all the time. Yeah. Every, couldn't stop finding tunnels, jumped it all over San Francisco. It doesn't give a fuck. That's it doesn't cool. care about bumps. It doesn't care about anything. They don't look bad, huh? No, it's, I think it's cool looking. It's dark. Yeah. Is it here in Oakland? Is it that fleet? Or where, where is there it? There is looking? one floating around. There is. Is it the blue one? We should try to get a black hold of it. with red oh, accents. Black. The one that I had. Um, I've never seen a black one. I always see that blue. The blue, right? Yeah, blue is the launch color. We had a Lost, red one for Lost performance Lost? car of the year. At yeah, I don't think I've even seen one. Um, yeah, I, I seriously, anyone who dismisses that car because of the the, the, the brand name brand on there is Hyundai like Easy like Hyundai Morning. Yeah, yeah. Easy like Hyundai Morning. Uh, 
quick answer here. What is more dead to you, auto cars or turbo cars? That auto is cars. Uh, from Papa Dop three hundred two. You know, the, the, I, I get this cognitive dissonance because, like, I totally want an Alpha four C, which is both <laughs> like a terrible automatic with a terrible turbo car. Yeah. Um, I I I have had automatic cars, but I'll have I've you know my C forty three AMG was an automatic. I had two E thirty nines back in the day that were automatic. I had a Mercedes one ninety. There is a time and a place for automatics, and I don't need one in my life. Once you go electric and you drive a car that doesn't have a transmission and never needs to change gear and doesn't ever have have a variability to how quickly it responds, you realize that automatics are just left behind they just feel antiquated right like you and know, you know, just... the, the manuals do too obviously but then they're fun and they're interactive automatic is just a solution to a problem that electric cars don't have um so i would say automatics are now dead to me more than turbos uh, because turbos actually work well with automatics um but yeah EV, if you want something with an automatic just get an electric car be done with it and that was the quick answer that, that one. <laughs> oh, okay uh rowdy rebel 36 says what is the market for a Singerfied AE86 or an E30 built S54 or 4AGE carbon body panels, roof, custom interior with updated interior? Are they too common of a car? Can someone ask 150000 for one? I'm sitting in a puddle of my own juices thinking about it. So there's obviously one person without the financials. <laughs> I do it. I mean, more so E30, I think, for sure. More so E30. Yeah. It's just such a small it. market for that Corolla. Like, yeah, you can't unship box a shit box. I mean, how they they'd have to uh, try really hard. You'd have to do so much it's to like that. The, the eighty six. I mean, it's like the Hustle Grand one that we saw. Like, I mean, that car, but it's like it, that was a full on race car, right? That was carbon yeah. fiber everything. And but even like, then, it probably like what's it's not like singerfied, right? That Delta Integrale they built. That's that's a shit box that they tried that's to unship. Yeah, box. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, and I, I but I haven't driven one. I mean, how we don't know if that thing like still rattles and squeaks like crazy. And, I'm, yeah. I should be driving one soon. I can't. Wait. Okay. I can't what wait. one? Though that redone one? The, yeah. The, oh. Because uh, I think the Singerfy means also to to really on. refine a car. It's more than just like right. making it fast and have a modern powertrain. Yeah. It's ref- but you're not going to do that for 150k. No. So, well, that's that's the other thing, right? 150 thousand dollars to build the ultimate E30. I think that would sell. Oh yeah, I do too. I, know, so. I don't think you're getting a full carbon body and a full and a singerized interior though. No, but give me an S50 B32, the Euro 321 PS, mm-hmm. 21 horsepower motor. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I pay and some nice yeah. like some nice upgrades to materials and stuff. Uh, Daunt320 says, "Have you heard about the 2019 GTI stalling issue? Manual trans cars having mysterious stalls at low speeds." Yeah, I keep hearing about this manual and DSGs. Like they're all kind of stalling, and I have no idea. Weird. Here's here's the thing: is we are spoiled or rotten. Cars used to stall all the time. Like you know, yeah, dude. Stalled. Fuel injected cars. So 20 years ago. Like it was normal for a new car to occasionally stall. And now it's like, it's a federal safety complaint because uh, what happens? I'm going to lose power strength. Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, I've heard about it. I don't know anything actually more than what I've heard online about it. And it shouldn't be. I mean, there's, yeah. there is really no reason for it. I haven't well, even heard. What was that. it a few heard. years ago? Like Camry's? Uh, what was happening with Camry's? They were stalling or something? Or a sudden acceleration thing. Was there a sudden acceleration? Uh, wasn't it just a floor mat though? Oh well, no, driver error and floor mat. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Initially floor mat, and then everyone jumped on the back. So it was the same as like the Audi five thousand thing. Yeah. Uh, George Komodo asks, "Will Toyota ever build a Raptor competitor?" No, they already. Well, they do like a the half-assed one, right? Like supercharger the, kit, the Pro Four X or whatever. 
with yeah. the Fox shocks and Toyota stuff. doesn't have the corporate culture that the American car. The cool thing about the American car companies is like as much as we've all shit on American cars, all of us in this room, right? have shit on American cars for a long time. The people who work at those car companies know there are, there are a lot of car people that work there and the, those companies, when they have the, um, like the balls to do something right, they do it fucking right. And like that, uh, Raptor is a perfect example. I had a Durango SRT 392 that is full send fucking stupid and it's awesome. And it's something that only an American car company could do. Uh, and I think the Raptor is kind of that way too, because everyone else would take it too seriously mm-hmm. and ruin it. Right. Uh, OMG Hugh Ross says, uh, why the hell is everyone bolting huge metal baskets to their car roofs and never putting anything in them? You think I'm a fucking he says, style expert? <laughs> what the fuck do I know? Says, At first it was just four by fours, but now it's everything. I mean, there's a cool like golf running around with a basket on the top. And I don't know. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a roof wreck. Uh, I mean, it's, personally. it's the same as like in the, whatever the mid nineties, all the Volkswagens had roof racks, right? Yeah. It's the we same thing, it. dude. I put roof rails on my fucking GTI. I had a roof rack on my E30 wagon for a while, and it was so fucking hot and just so loud and killed gas mileage. It was so stupid, but it looked good. Yeah, yeah. Saab 900 with a roof rack on, like a looks pretty rack good. On, yeah, it's amazing. And but, I don't know why. <laughs> but then you take it off, you're like, oh, it looks kind of good without yeah. it. It's one of those like, just the change for change yeah. sake. Wastrom says, do you think MQB cars will become sought after in 15 to 20 years the way the A1 chassis VWs are today? No. No. I don't think so. I think they're really, really, really good cars. They're, but there's too but many. they're just not. A1 was the first. Hmm. And it lasted a long time. And it was not. Uh, yeah. Uh, Makina Phantasma has another question. Jason, what do you think of the V12 LS? Huh? It's news to me. V12 LS, LS with a V12 in it? Is that what we're talking? No, I think he means a LSV. I think someone V12. made an L, a V12 out of an LS. Like some, I, this was like I think it's pretty old news. Yeah, like a few years ago, some guy made this V12 out of an LS, and they I don't I don't know how he I did mean, it. But. Look, LS. This is another thing that like as I've gotten older, I've realized the error of my ways. I laughed through the 80s and 90s at GM. Like all these car companies that are like these pushrod shitbox engines. Blah blah blah. The LS has emerged the victor in a world of downsized turbocharged everything that push rod lump of shit um has actually wound up being like the fucking best engine for everything it's small it's fuel efficient it makes great power it's light low center center gravity it does everything well although they have uh valve dropping issues which several people that we know have had those issues with um all right uh, a couple more questions, then I'm gonna have a little bit of trivia for you for all y'all. I mean, sure, I like it. Azavusha says, <clears throat> "Did you insist on having Ace of Base in your Chevy SS video? I thought that was so fitting. Thanks for answering questions, Jason. You're the best, Aww. the best, you, best ever. That was more of a comment, but uh, uh, no, the, but the Ace, Ace of Base video. By the way, in case any of you are wondering, all of the fucking videos that I did for Motor Trend are gone, except for a couple of terrible ones." Um, Motor Trend pulled all of the old ignition and head-to-heads off. Now, did they pull it? and Or can you, if you have a subscription, can you watch them? If you subscribe to MotorTrendOnDemand.com, they're all there. Okay. From what I'm told, I do not subscribe. Most, um, a lot of people do, I bet. I hope so. But here's my, I think it's a flawed business model because we gave these videos. 
I see it this way. The videos have the highest value when they're new because they were relevant and the cars were new and whatever else. And over time, that value tends to wane. Um, and I think we gave them away for free to people on YouTube when they were the most valuable and now want to charge them when they're the least valuable. And I think that's a fucked up business model and I'm really upset with Motor Trend. Also, all of us that, you know, that's me plus an entire crew of people put our heart. In and all your, it's all erased, all your, right, your our, history. We killed ourselves. We literally hung out of moving cars at hundred miles an hour to get this done and did stupid shit and, and laughed a lot, but cried a lot and made a lot of fucking enemies to get these things done. And now we have nothing to show for it. And I'm really upset about that. But uh, to answer his question, that was in a Chevy SS video, ignition video that we did. And I had an E39 M5. Um, uh, there with us. And this video, as I start, is you see the car, you see the key go in, I hit support button, I push the tape in and, um, all that she wants starts to play. Uh, but of course, because we're, we were Motor Trend, we couldn't get the rights to the song. Right. So we had one of the guys actually just did it like on his little Casio keyboard. I thought he like sang And then I threw it, and when it, on the, I threw it in first, dumped the clutch, and my poor friend Ian. I don't know how he didn't kill me. We were like, oh, I'll just give you a set of new Pilot Super Sports and oh, just his terrible car. shit to his car. Oh my God, the fucking burnout I did in that car. But it looked awesome. And yes, yeah. I didn't, I did not have to insist on it because that was all part of the script that Anthony and, and I came up with that made us laugh. Nice. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, last question. Kurt K. Photo. What's up, Kurt? He says, in order to maintain automotive equilibrium since the C8 went mid-engine, what mid-engine car must become front engined. Well, that's a weird, deep, philosophical, fucked up question. Hmm. I have my answer. Hmm. What mid engine car should go front engine? There's not a lot to choose from. You have one right out right away, huh? Well, I want the 944 to come back. So I would say Cayman. Yes. Hmm. But I don't okay, know if that's so a true. Is that a, just a bunch of Caymans hmm. testing in Marin where I live? Really? And they had flat sixes in them. Oh. So GTS is getting a flat six. So oh. I may no longer wish for the death of the Boxster Cayman line. Were you underneath it? Um, Are you crawling around looking no. at it? Sound. No, I have my sound. I have my ways. <laughs> I have my yeah. sound. We have all, we have all face. Um, I would really like for the 944 to come back too, because I think the BRZ needs a competitor. And basically the BRZ is the yep. modern day 944 with, it is. without a good sounding engine. Without much improvement any improvement in power it's faster in a straight line not than a 944 turbo yeah but that's a different thing that's not the 944 s2 s2 <laughs> is what 16 valve three liter yeah yeah 200 horsepower 207 heavier than brz wasn't it probably low. yeah it was definitely heavier i don't know yeah but they're close but, but whatever yeah. 944 came in and boxer can die if 944 comes back yeah i'm fine Ooh. how rad would that be i, I think it'd be cool because I'm a fan. But it's such a usable car, too. It, it's more practical. Yeah. Like, I get in a Cayman. It's kind of small. Okay. It doesn't have, like, you know, you're, like, you're begging for a 911 with a back seat to, like, throw your backpack in or whatever. Which is, I think, why no one buys. One of the reasons why no one buys yeah. Caymans. I could, I like, just, we had one for a week, and I'm just, like, it doesn't have that usability. It's a First toy. Of all, it doesn't have an engine. That eh, it's all right. Ugh, I can't. With that. I bet it. I bet if you put it back to back, it sounds better than your Veloster N. 
No way. No way. First, first of all, oh first shit, all, the fake sound in the Veloster N is way better than the fake sound in the Boxster. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I, I think it was... If you think that Boxster N, the, the Veloster N is going to sound as bad as the 718, yeah, yeah. you need to get into a Veloster. Go right now and steal one out of the Hyundai dealership. Yeah. I would say test drive one. But I don't even know where a Hyundai, Hyundai dealership is. is. Yeah, let me tell you, drive a Veloster N, you're going to know where all the fucking Hyundai all dealerships right. are. You're going to be searching for it. Oh, shit. It's Jesus. Damn. It's the jam, man. It's like, it's like heroin, man. Yeah. Hook it up. So good. Okay. It's trivia time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> trivia time. Trivia time. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name a car. <laughs> okay. You have to tell me it's bastard stepchild. What bastard? Can we? Do you have an example <laughs> little, we can work with first? What are you or about? yeah, okay. I'll give you first one. Let's just see how it goes. No, 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 yeah, let's, let's see, see how it goes. Let's Is try it a Chevy Blazer Oz, Oldsmobile Bravada? Just stop right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Toyota Matrix. Oh, it's oh, the Pontiac Vibe. That was Jason Camisa. Chevy S10. Isuzu pickup. Ombre. Art for the win. It was a pickup. It was an ombre. Ombre. It was called. It was you called wrote, an Obre. No, 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 no. That was oh, in the that's the, yeah. It was just called the. Sh- it was. Oh, look at that. Actually, actually, it was pickup. It was apostrophe. That was a pop. That was in the early eighties. <laughs> that was the previous generation. Yeah. This is a really good. Sound. It's a good sound. That's uh, a, Zuzu Ombre was drop. what I was looking for. Ninety four to 04. 94 to 04. Right. Eighty eight till ninety three was. We're both right. Snap. We're we we helped each other out. Uh, Dodge Durango. <laughs> oh oh oh. oh. Aspen. Jason Camisa. What the fuck is that? Chrysler. Yeah. What is that? It's one of the ugliest cars of all time. Yeah, it's so minutes. gross looking. They like they stamped it's out one and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no, Cancel. no, and killed it. Yeah. Control, it. Chrysler, Chrysler Aspen. Chrysler Did we Aspen. stutter? Yeah, look it up. Dude. Lost in 2009. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened. I drove yeah. an Aspen hybrid once. Um, I think they made three of them. That's uh, Okay, Subaru WRX. Uh, Saab 9 2X. Lane. That's what I was going to say. Lane of thing. <laughs> uh, Chevrolet Trailblazer. Uh, Saab 9 7X. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. I'll accept three other answers. Oh, shit. Oh, there was the Saturn. A Saturn View? No, that's the a small one. Trailblazer is bigger oh, than the Saturn. Shit. Fuck it. There, there was no Saturn version? Three of other models oh, were based oh. on the Trailblazer. Oh, so Wait, there was an Oldsmobile no, something. Oldsmobile Bravada? Right. Buick no. Envoy. Envoy Lope. Yeah. The Rainier. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Don't forget the Rainier. <laughs> Come Jeez. on. We've all been waiting for the How Rainier. I like this. Christ. And there's an Isuzu. You really? lazy bastards. Oh. oh. I took a picture of one of these the other day. Ooh. I have a picture of it. You're not going downhill and descending. Ascent. You're a sender. A sender? What? What? A sender. There's a Subaru Ascent now. Ascent, but not an ascender. Ascent of occasion. Isuzu Ascender. Ascent of occasion. And a Saab 97X, which is amazing. Isuzu Rodeo. Oh, accurate. Passport. Fuck. Honda Passport. And Acura. SDX. S- no, L- that was trooper based. That's a trooper based. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. Let's one. just take it easy. <laughs> I'm so excited about that because no one knows <laughs> about that. What was it? SLX, right? SLX. SLX. Those are rad. By the way, Acura is bringing one to, uh, to Radwood, LA. Fully modified. Tyson has one. If you want to. So they're, they're going to mod. Yeah. So he's. Br- I think huggy? that one's coming. So the fully original, beautiful, nice one, and then they're doing like a. <laughs> 
They're doing like a resto mod kind of version of one nice. that they're bringing out. So they're gonna resto mod someone else's car. Like we've rebadged this car. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, Honda Odyssey first gen. He sues oh. you something. I don't think it was called the something. <laughs> That's not the best name. Yeah, it was I, called the slam, 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 slam. Come on, you fucking. It's an Isuzu, though, right? Yes. A hint. It's uh, uh, called the descender. When you're in the side? desert, you're looking for a water no. mirage. No, Damn that's it. Why would you want a mirage? <laughs> you want <laughs> from I'm like, for water. It's, it's called the agua. You want an oasis. Oasis. Ah. We all want an oasis. You want a mirage? <laughs> you always look for a mirage. I don't want the water. I want fake water. Uh, I want to be tricked. Mercedes-Benz SLK. First gen. Oh, it's Chrysler the Chrysler Crossfire. Yeah. Jason Camisa. Um, okay, last one. Oh, come on. It can't be last. <laughs> Good. Oh. so fun, huh? Yeah. We'll just keep going. BMW M6. Uh, oh, it's a Fisker. Fisker Latigo. Latigo. Oh, yes. It's a Fisker. Fisker right? Latigo. Yeah. Fisker yeah. Latigo. Uh, one sold and bring a trailer for 105000 That was the first one ever. And our buddy Ostrich Matt Interior. Hushy Pushy took pictures of that one, right? He did, yeah. Fisker Latigo is what we were looking for. There'll be more next time. Latigo. Or Latigo. <laughs> Latigo. <laughs> wow. That's a, actually, that's a really good. It could go on what for is- a while. That's all I could come up with in like 10 minutes. But we could really go down the list. Be like other low hanging fruits. Oh, there's for sure a ton. I don't I mean, know. You could do like platform mates. Like that's for, that oh, gets crazy. That's like Saab nine thousand, right? Or like Camry and Venza. Like you could get. Really, yeah, but I mean, really like what was Saab? It was like one six four Alpha, or and? Uh, there was um Pru- no Milano Lancia Thema. Oh, Thema. oh, Thema with a V six three eight V eight three twenty eight V eight. Oh, V eight Ferrari, right? This one for sale has been on. It's been there for the one hundred years. That's the guy in Bay Shore. Harry Metcalf has one, and he did a little video of it, and it's awesome. Is it? Look, he looks so rad. Drive that car. Yeah, it looks so rad. Lotus Carlton style. I really like this quiz. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, you can think of it. You can quiz your your buddies, the stick shifters. You and Art. Yeah. yeah. OMG Hugo Ross, no comment on my shirt. Oh, he had rainbows. Oh, he did? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Christ. Oh, we're still live. Nice. <laughs> I just realized I just realized we're still IG live. Yeah. Still like any, everyone watching is going there still. Any more live. questions? Still going. Do we get any more questions and at going. Later. Thank you Bye. for sticking around. Th- Thanks, Jason. Through those technical Thank you difficulties guys for having me. Appreciate Thank you. It. Always a pleasure. Are you going to sleep in your Subaru? No, I'm going to go home and pack so I can go drive a GT500. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. And hope that the Ford people don't mention the Raptor versus Eagle. And good luck with that steering. Bye. See ya. Bye. Coming from the 997, coming which was 997. like... It woke up when you were sideways. So when you, like, on a racetrack, it was... That doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome. Go check us out on Patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes. We have about 55 of them up on there and we do them every week. Uh, we also give you discounts on rallies. Also, 
first chance to get on the rallies, which uh, this last one or this upcoming rally sold out within nine hours. And it's a, it en- ended up being a patron only rally. Uh, yeah. And we give you uh, sticker packs and some other stuff. So go join us. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks. We really appreciate it.